it was a big mistake, funny, because I fell in love about this incredible work. Welcome to Italy Inside Out. I'm your host, Andrea Aldrich. Today I'm talking to my guest in Perugia, Umbria, learning about the heritage of hand weaving in this region. Traditional hand weaving techniques were passed down through many centuries by oral tradition from one generation of women to the next. Because, as our guest Marta Kukia points out, there's no way to write a textbook explaining how to do it. In Marta's case, three generations before her have kept this rich Perugia heritage alive. Her workshop, named after her great-grandmother, Giuditta Prosetti, who founded it in 1921, is one of the last in Umbria to practice and to promote this age-old craft. Marta's weavings are exceptionally beautiful and intricate, employing original motifs of Umbria tradition such as the griffin, grape shoots, pomegranate, rampant lions, and others. Marta will tell us how she became a weaver, about her work and technique, the loom she uses, and the unusual location of her studio, which is situated in a 13th century church not far from the town center. So welcome, Marta. I'm so glad you could join me today. Hi. Hi. Hi, Andrea. Marta, could you give us a little bit of information about your background, your life in uh, Perugia, and how you got started uh, as a weaver? Oh, yeah. Okay. First of all, I I born in Perugia, and I raised in Perugia, uh, but then I decided to study interior design in Milan. And during this time, uh, in 1993, my mom... Uh, my mama is the uh, gran- uh, granddaughter of Giuditta Brozzetti, who started with this activity. Suddenly, she had to close this activity, and she decided to close the, the hand weaving studio. And uh, in that time, I decided to learn how to weave. Only because uh, nobody in my family before me uh, tried to weave with the looms. My grandmother, my great-grandmother, my mama were managers with the workers. And, uh, and then I understood that we, uh, we, 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 oh, sorry, uh, we lost the tradition, the hard work, the hard work. And then I decided to start to weave in, during the summertime at the end of the season, the exams. And, uh, it was a big mistake. No, this is only funny because I fell in love about this incredible work. I fell in love because it's amazing, uh, incredible uh, passion uh, start to, to give him a new life for me. How did you, but how did you learn? Did you teach yourself or? No, at the beginning, I uh, was a, a weaver of my mom, a worker of a studio for the jacquard machines because in my studio we use two kind of uh, looms one is the oldest is the petal loom this technique is original from the medieval time 
but in general, we work more often with the Jacquard machines. The Jacquard machine was invented in 1801 and was the first computer in the world because this machine works with a binary system, very intricate to explain <laughs> in this way. Then I started to, to weave with the Jacquard machine, but my passion uh, born with the pedal loom. With the pedal loom, you don't have a, a program. With the Jacquard machine, you have programs. With the pedal loom, you can... Uh, design you can create every single piece with your feet because you work with the feet you move the pedals with the feet so and you could actually design as you're going if you wanted to design yeah. as you go along yeah tell me about the 13th century church where i see you sitting right now and beautiful interesting things behind you would you tell me a little bit about the history and how to ended up becoming a studio Hi. i'm a lucky woman first of all because it's a beautiful space where i work every day and um, okay this is the first franciscan church in perugia one of the oldest in italy and saint francis used to uh, pray and uh, sleep in this place. And the Franciscans started to build this building during his life. Then it's a special, special place. And uh, they started to, to uh, build this church in 1212. And St. Francis died in 1226. But in 1254, uh, the Franciscan uh, sold the convent and this church to the Benedictine nuns. And now the name of this church is St. Francis of Women, because after the 1254, there was a convent of nuns. With Napoleon, the church was uh, closed, and uh, the city of Perugia started to use this building as a factory, because it's so big. There was a factory of uh, silk thread. There was a factory of uh, pottery, ceramics. It's a typical work in Umbria, a typical uh, art craft in Umbria. And uh, suddenly this factory went uh, bankrupt. And at the auction, my father bought this building. I'm mm. so lucky. But he really didn't want this church, but at the auction, they sold all the, all the properties of this uh, factory. He wanted a building around the old convent around this church because he restored these buildings and my uh, family home is here. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, so your family home is one of the buildings in the convent? Yeah, around, the, yes. And I grew up in this place when I was a child, this this space was completely empty and uh, we play tennis inside it's <laughs> terrible to say but it's true we use this place to play in winter time amazing and it was an idea of my father moved the hand weaving studio in this place and in 1996 i realized this dream of my parents and moved the studio in this beautiful set and and so are you open now during the pandemic? Do uh, do people are they able to come in and buy things? Yeah, of course we. Okay, this is a really really strange season. Of course, not tourists, no visitors. Then it's really hard to survive for us. But we are positive. 
then uh, we decided to take open, sorry, I don't know, I don't know, remain, remain, sorry, remain open just in the morning, only more, not all day, from, fr from Monday to Friday. And we open in the weekend for appointment. Mm. We are still working at the loom, we are still uh, producing our fabrics, uh, and uh, we are making uh, so many new projects. We are using this free time to do so many things, new things. Oh, nice. Well, it's good to be able to have some time, I guess, to do some new things. Um, yes. And you have a website, and I will put that in the show notes so people can get, see your website and see some of your work. Yeah. Yes, we have a website, but I think next week uh, we will uh, launch our new website. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is a great news for us because <laughs> we started to work on this project, uh, I think, uh, seven months it, ta ago. it takes a while. There's lots of details involved. So, will the, but yeah. will the website address be the same, though? It's just a redesigned. Okay. Well, will you tell me something about uh, the designs you do? I know you, you do traditional Umbria, Umbrian designs, and there's some special motifs that are used. Will you tell me about that? Um, the problem is <laughs> we use, uh, we have about 200 different designs. Wow. We work, uh, remember, with the jacker machines, and then we have uh, already a chain of cards for the machines. And um, the most famous is the Griffon. Mm -hmm. The Griffon is the symbol of my town of Perugia. It's a mytholo mythological animal. And is a half lion and half eagle, and of course you can see everywhere griffins in our production. But the the, the my favorite uh, part of the work is a copy from the frescoes. Or maybe it's not really a copy, but it's an interpretation uh, from the fresco, from the pieces, the materials, painting in the frescoes. I love this part of my work because uh, I have to give a new life of old uh, and, uh, and old designs and old fabrics. And then I have to understand uh, what kind of fabrics the, the artist in the Middle Age or in the Renaissance time design and, and sew and then make it again. It's a kind of race for me. That must be that must be very time consuming to more or less interpret these frescoes yeah, into it weaving. It takes a lot, mm -hmm. so many tastes, so many uh, probing. How can I say probing? Trials. Trials. Yes. And uh, and uh, and the second point that I love, the second part of my work I love is mixed style. Then we have a lot of designs and I love mixed styles and colors together. Then of course, we still reproduce our typical medieval fabrics, like you can see in the fresco of Giotto, Ghirlandaio, Simone Martini, etc. But my favorite part is mix all the styles from renaissance time uh, liberty style mixed together with color and i love it mm. i love it sounds fascinating um so you weave fabric for what kinds of products you make in the sense that you make tablecloths and pillows what else 
Yeah, in general for the home decor, mm-hmm. uh, then table runners, uh, uh, pillow covers, uh, placemats, uh, but we make scarves too. Mm. And we make a glass cover, so many different, everything you can make with fabrics, (laughs) everything. In the past, my grandmother designed a beautiful line of jackets and dresses from the 50s to the 70s. Wow. Yeah. But now we don't have enough uh, uh, weavers to do it. We are just three people in this studio. In the past, my great-grandmother had 35 weavers. Wow. It was really a factory. It was. Now, yeah. yeah. So do you have any plans to have more weavers involved? I hope so, but this is not the time to take new, new workers. Of course, I hope so. I hope so. Now I'm so lucky because you met... Uh, uh, Aurélie, mm-hmm. and she is the new, she represents our new uh, generation because this kind of work, uh, you can't learn it uh, in a book, but only with practice, only weaving, only doing it, you can learn. With, in years and years and years and years. I started 25 years ago and I'm still learning. Then mm. now I have Aurélie, and uh, I hope to. Uh, teacher everything in uh, I hope uh, five years because I'm I'm really I'm really tired <laughs> I want my retirement but well has she had weaving experience in the past no absolutely no she is graduate in uh, languages foreign languages, foreign languages. yes English she speaks a fantastic Italian French of course and English and she started to work with us just for the guided tour. She started to help me with tours. At the end of the season, she made a big, big mistake in <laughs> because she said, can I learn weaving? This studio has an incredible story. I love your family, the history in the back of these fabrics. Can I try to use looms? And poor girl, she made a big mistake because I closed the door and she stayed with me. <laughs> and locked it, yes. Yes. Well, apparently um, it's um, habit-forming because isn't that how you got started? You began and then you fell in love with it too, weaving. Yeah. 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 The, same, the same mistake, a poor girl. <laughs> so you do have tours right you have small amounts of people because you know i don't know if i've told you this but i have a tour company that because i can't come to italy now that's why i'm doing this podcast to keep myself interested and connected with people in italy so i would love to bring a little small group and of course i'll get in touch with you (laughs) before that small group small groups are our favorite groups because in general we work with big company too with four big people is fantastic but you can't give attention to everybody it's impossible then small groups is fantastic of course what are the what are the threads you used? You use silk threads? I, I, I'm not a weaver. I've never woven a thing in my life, so I don't know anything about it. So I would love for you to explain that to me. We use for the warp. The warp is the base of the weaving of the fabric, okay? The longitudinal uh, yarns, uh, threads, are only in cotton. 
in my okay. studio. Okay. Then for the weft, the thread across, we can use linen, we can use cotton, of course, again, it's silk and the cashmere and even gold and silver. Oh, wow. It depends. We play. We play with yarns. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a, a favorite thread or fabric you'd like to use when you weave? Uh, maybe silk. Mm-hmm. Maybe silk. Mm-hmm. But I love uh, colors in general. Mm-hmm. Then uh, my favorite work is work with colors. But silk is fantastic, of course, because it tastes in a fantastic way. And the feeling is incredible. It's hard because, of course, it's, uh, it's difficult to work with, with silk. Uh, but it's, the result is amazing. amazing. Where, that just occurred to me, where do you buy your, your thread or your yarns from? Do you have a, a local producer? Or are, they, are they imported? Or? Okay, this is another problem. Just... Uh, Two hours ago, we received a big order of cotton because the problem is that the quality we ask is really high. And now it's difficult in this particular moment to find the good quality of yarns. Then we, our sellers are Italian but in Italy, we don't grow linen or we don't grow cotton. Then they import uh, linen and cotton and they work with them and they make yarns and, and they dye and everything. And we buy just in this small uh, factory so, in Italy. But the, 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 the base is not Italian because we don't grow anything. But do they, are they... Are these yarns then dyed in Italy or are they, is that done? Yeah, okay. everything. Every single procedure is made in Italy, not the, 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 the oh my gosh, I don't know how how explain it. Uh, they import- we, don't, we don't grow the plant right. of linen or cotton, right. but uh, the, the next pro- uh, steps are made in Italy. Okay, huh, that's interesting. So you're in a church and of course churches, are known to be a little drafty, a little cold. Is it cold there in the winter? Or? <laughs> terrible. The winter time is terrible. Yes, you understood the problem. In summertime, it's beautiful. The place is amazing. Mm-hmm. But in wintertime, it's terrible because it's seven meters high. So how, and three. how do you heat it? Do you have... Do you have little floor heaters? We have, okay, the problem we are in Italy, this is a monument. It's not only a church, it's a monument. It's a historical mm. building. Then we can't do everything we want or we need. And then we have the three stupid eaters, regular eaters with the hot um, air. Mm-hmm. But of course, hot air goes up. Uh. Then... I, I know that yeah. electricity is quite expensive in Italy. So, uh, the problem: these machines work with the gas, oh. metano. Oh, okay. Terrible, mm-hmm. terrible. Really expensive, and we stay with uh, so many jacket and pull <laughs> over and over and over and over. When you're working with the pedals on the looms, do does it matter what kind of shoes you're wearing? Oh, the best way is without shoes. Oh, okay. And that's cold. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Because you can feel the pedals. Uh-huh, okay. But a good weaver can work with, with shoes, of okay. course. But the beginning is really, is, 
the best way is to feel the pedals mm-hmm. with your feet. Interesting. Of course. Interesting. Yeah. What uh, kinds of what of your products that you that you leave do you find the most popular with people who want to buy them? Hey, hey good question. Okay. First of all, I think uh, uh, our medieval Perugian tablecloth, because you can see this kind of the original pieces in a museum, in a, in a painting, in a frescoes, then is uh, the most popular for the history, mm-hmm. for the background. But I think the most uh, saleable, mm-hmm. saleable, yeah, is uh, table runners, are table runners uh-huh. or cover. Uh, pillow covers hmm. and and scarves and scarves too yeah what percentage of your work is on commission that people um, order a certain thing to be made by your studio uh, in the past okay 10 years ago was the 19 percent of my work because i made curtains mm-hmm. a tablecloth and headboard and so many pieces for the home decor now, okay, five years ago, seven years ago, we started to work a lot with the guided tours. And then we have to sell, of course, pieces ready to sell. We, we need a storage mm. with pieces ready to sell. Then uh, now the, we work, um, I think, uh, 80% with the pieces ready and 20% mm. by commission, I think. Yeah. Okay. But in the past, in general, we, the most, the biggest part of my work was, it was uh, made up special pieces for special uh, mm-hmm. customer. Do you? You said that you like to ha- do designs that that mix the different motifs, but I also know that you don't. You have some of uh, designs that you have developed that are your original designs that aren't based on older motifs or do I have that yeah, right? Yeah, I made uh, um, different uh, designs, but now I'm so excited because I'm making again uh, all design. I'm giving a new life, all design, because I'm making um, the, the design of the Leonardo da Vinci uh, Last Supper tablecloth. Yes. Wow. The Last Supper of Leonardo da Vinci features the medieval Perugian tablecloth. And now I'm using this free time again, this COVID time, to make uh, the cars for the Jacquard machines, the design, and repeat again this piece. Wow, sounds amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. And then you have classes, is that true? Um, are you maybe not so much as saying classes, but you have students that you teach sometimes okay, how to um, weave? Again, in the last uh, few years, uh, we had uh, a lot of visitors. Then uh, I didn't have time to give a, a class for um, apprentice. Then the last year, few years, uh, we had uh, weavers. Then we gave a, a kind of a, a master, or how can I explain it? Uh, uh, um, not the basic uh, class of weaving, mm-hmm. but just for weavers, for artists, for designers, because uh, I, I don't have time to spend all day with one person and, and teach every single step of the weaving. Then I need the weavers 
maybe to and work together. Do mm-hmm. you understand what mm-hmm. I mean? Sorry. Yes, I understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're not starting them from the very basic uh, learning of weaving. They already know how to weave, <laughs> but you're giving them more instruction. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Exactly. Neat. Well, is there anything else, Marta, you'd like to tell us about your business or your life in Peru? One of the the important things of our uh, studio is our mission. It's not uh, a business. This is really a mission. And in this year, it's really, really, really a mission. But but what we want is share our uh, story, our history, and... um, share our tradition and then it's really important for us uh, have a connection with tourists uh, with people and this is i think the most important thing for us we want to keep alive this traditional work it seems like an amazing mission to have and i can't wait to come and come and see you in person and see your work Again, I want to tell the listeners that I'm going to put your website in the show notes so they can go and see your work and get in touch with you if they want. So I um, thank you so much for telling us all this wonderful, wonderful, the wonderful story of your how you became a weaver and your church, the church you have your studio in. It's very fascinating to me. So thank you so much, Marta. And I'm going to say arrivederci. Arrivederci. Ciao, Andrea. A presto. Well, that's it for this episode of Italy Inside Out. This podcast is sponsored by Travel in Italia, leading small group tours on the mainland and islands of Italy. You can find more information at www.travelinitalia.com. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe to this podcast. And until next time, arrivederci.